We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Today's guest is Jamila Bannister. She is a personal branding strategist and coach from Trinidad and Tobago. She works with entrepreneurs who want to market their businesses by leading from the front with thought leadership and personal branding. She focuses on helping people create strong personal brands by improving three big C's. They are shifting mindsets and creating a strategy so they can be more confident about their next move. Jamila, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Laurie, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited to have you here. One, super jealous that you're in a place that's way warmer than I am right now. And two, <laughs> I love anything related to marketing and branding. So those are super fun conversations to have. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm ready to dive right in. Uh, let's do it. Um, I'm, I'm curious about your three big C's. Can you just talk about that a little bit? Sure. So... My three big C's in terms of personal branding, um, it's, co- it's confidence, content, and communication. Now, the reason I narrowed down to these three C's what, is because personal branding, first of all, is so broad. You know, I find it important to focus on these three areas and the people I work with tend to lack these three things the most. So the first C really is people feeling more confident to really declare themselves as the expert that they are. So they may be doing their thing, they may have been um, serving their clients or selling or whatever the case may be, but now they've gotten to a space where they have to be a lot more open and out there with that message. So it's helping them do the things, prepare themselves in such a way so that they can actually feel more confident about stepping out into the market and owning their position. Uh, The second thing is helping people be smarter with content and leveraging the things that they would have learned under the first C, which would include more like strategic thought and direction, et cetera, um, to inform the content that they're putting out there so that they can use it to position themselves as the expert, as the go-to person in the industry. And the third C really is helping people become better communicators. So helping them understand things like inbox etiquette, you know, how do you actually engage people with direct messaging in a way that is not creepy or gross, um, how to look for potential partners, because of course, um, with personal branding, a huge part of that is networking and expanding your, uh, your, well, your quote unquote Rolex, another <laughs> old word, uh, but expanding that as much as possible, not just with people who you can sell to, but people who you can partner with. So um, I help people and I also help them leverage media to be able to get themselves onto shows like this. Um, so podcasts and web shows and any other form of media. The main thing is to be able to increase their visibility, their credibility, and put them in a position to be seen as the go-to person in their field um, so that they can kind of own the space, that kind of, so they can own a space and um, own that position in the market. 
No, I think that's great. I love it. I love the simplicity of it. Confidence, content, and communication. There's all three of them so important and vital to anyone's brand. Yes. Um, but talk about branding a little bit. Do you think it's more valuable now than it was 20 years ago, pre-social media? Um, yes, I think it is certainly more valuable. Um, no, I think it's just as valuable as it used to be. But I just think that more people are catching on now and they recognize that um, technology has, has, in a sense, flattened the media landscape. That's the way I like to look at it. So before where there were like a lot of gatekeepers to be the ones to decide well, who would get on TV, who would get um, coverage in a newspaper or in a magazine, who would get onto a radio show. Now we don't have to rely on media anymore to give us a chance. We can actually create our own space. So it has now become more imperative for individuals or for people or companies or whoever you are and you want to build a brand to know who they are and how they stand out in the market. It's no longer enough to rely on just say word of mouth, you know, or, um, or only referrals because you're dealing with so many amazing people who are now coming out onto the market and stepping into their space. Even if you are great where you are, being where you are only is not enough. So recognizing the need for branding and personal branding has become super critical um, in our very flattened media landscape. Love it. I agree. And and so many levels. Social media has really just leveled the playing field when it comes to branding. I think that's the most important thing I would say with that. So what type of person is typically more successful at using personal branding as a marketing strategy for their business? Well, okay. So the type of person who is committed to the cause, uh, the type of person who is ready to... um, step out into the audience and they understand the power of influence. So they believe and they understand the power of really engaging people and they know the power of relationship. So there are some people who may be um, less inclined to do things like that. You know, they're more um, quick and they want to be in and out. Or there are some people who may be more of the introverted type and they may not necessarily want to um, leverage something like personal branding in the traditional way. Another alternative ways for introverts, I always say that. Um, but the person who would really enjoy this type of this type of marketing, because I don't want anybody to necessarily do something that they don't like, right? So the mm-hmm. person who would enjoy it is somebody who understands the power of influence, somebody who is ready to really step in front, somebody who is about service, because this type of marketing. Um, this type of marketing strategy really is rooted in you understanding the need to serve others first and then being able to reap the benefits of it on your business second. So you're really going to have to put in that, um, put in your time uh, to be able to read it. It's almost like, you know, planting seeds and we're giving that, those seeds time to mature into trees and then to give you the fruit. So those are the type of people who would really benefit from that. you got to be willing to put in the work you got to be willing to serve first. You have to be willing to go out there and meet people. And you really must understand the power of influence and how it can actually create momentum and very a very long-standing and solid foundation for your brand um, way into the future. 
I love that. I love the analogy with the planting the seeds and growing the trees and, and reaping, you know, the, the fruits of the, the labors and, and all of that takes time. That oh, is so important. It's not a turn the light switch on and, and magic happens. It, it yeah. definitely takes time. Exactly. Even like, even the whole idea of going viral, viral happens like after 10 years of trying. It very rarely happens. It very rarely happens just like that. You know what I mean? It very yep. rarely happens just like that. Oh yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about networking. I mean, that was one of the things that you addressed early on, and and obviously that's the focus of the show here. Um, Jamila, can you share with our listeners one of your favorite networking stories or experiences that you've had? One of my favorite. Oh, I have I have lots of networking stories. <laughs> um, well, some of my favorites, I can remember anyone specifically, but I think some of my favorites definitely are um, the ones prior to COVID when I would actually go out and leave my house. Um, when I would go to events and people would say, I know you. And I'm looking at them like, what? I don't know you. I've never met you before. Um, and those things tend to make conversations a lot more easy because people would have met me or they would have come across my content somewhere, maybe on social media or maybe on the um, on the TV. Okay, so one of the things that happened recently is last year I wrote a book and um, one of the local newspapers here did a story on me and I was in a magazine and I was on the cover of the magazine. And um, the newspaper side to a television station, which usually happens, and then they used my picture or the cover of the issue I was on to advertise for the newspaper. And every time, uh, at a certain time of day, they would run this particular ad. Now, the thing of it is, I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a TV at the time. No, I had TV, but I didn't, I didn't think I had cable, so I never actually saw the ad. And then I would go to places, and then I, people look at me like, you were in this ad, and I'm like, what are these people talking about, you know? Or this guy would, this guy actually messaged me on LinkedIn, and he said, I felt like I had... Um, a divine moment. So I was like, what do you mean? And he said, well, I saw your picture come up on LinkedIn and as a suggested contact. And I told myself, oh, this person looks interesting. I, I may add them. And then I go, go and I sit in front of my TV and then I see you on my TV in the same exact dress. And I felt like, you know, it was a, it was a divine sign from, from above to come and add you and talk to you here on LinkedIn. <laughs> so I said, okay. Well, I guess it was the networking gods that were perhaps, you know, sending you to talk to me. So that's actually one of my... Um, favorite networking stories. Um, oh, that's, that's fun. Kind of yeah. <laughs> and, and I imagine that you did not know that this was happening with your, your picture being. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Somebody, somebody said, I see you on TV all the time. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Only for me to then realize, oh my gosh, there I am in this ad. And it's been running for the whole year ever since, you know? So large or small, it's important to stay in touch with and, and connect with your network. How do you best nurture these relationships that you've created? Um, well, most of my nurturing kind of happens online now. Um, before I would go to events where people would be. So prior to COVID, you know, we had um, LinkedIn Local was very active here in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, but now that we are basically digital, I make sure I engage with people's content online. I reach out ever so often, send them private messages, say, saying, hi, how are you? And 
cope all as well in your neck of the woods. You know, just like if I have friends or if I have a close contact, I would definitely reach out to them from time to time. Um, and for those I really want to be able to engage with, you know, I may send them a personalized email, may give them a call or send them a WhatsApp message or I definitely like to send voice notes as well. So I think it's important to personalize messages and to connect with people from time to time to let them know that you remember them, particularly if you see that they have achieved something significant. So um, Facebook and Instagram, you know, not Instagram, but LinkedIn, sorry, has these congratulatory notes that you could actually send to people when they would have gotten a promotion sure. and so on. But instead of sending a generic note, I would actually call them or I would send them a, a personalized video congratulating them or something like that. And that tends to be almost like a surprise to them, a very pleasant surprise. So that's when I keep my relationships alive. And I also partner with people as much as possible and work for them um, to create different pieces of content. And yeah, so that's how I nature my relationships and keep I love them. That. And, and I agree, I think keep them going. That, that personal touch that you mentioned, that that's really the, the vital part and make them feel good about the fact that you've gone out of your way to, to touch base with them. Sure. (laughs) What advice would you have for that business professional who's really looking to grow their network? Um, I'd say be open-minded, be open to meeting people from all walks of life because you will meet people from all walks of life. And I'd also say, be proactive. Don't wait for somebody to reach out to you or think that uh, your content may be, quote unquote, um, selling itself or speaking for itself. I I don't particularly believe in that um, in a hardcore way. I understand that, you know, yes, people could refer you, but your job is always to take the ball by the horn and be proactive and seeking out people. So every day, make it your business business to do something to engage with new people every day make it your business to connect and um, show up in a personal way don't try to shortcut the process don't try to automate things don't go down that road please guys please don't try to <laughs> automate relationship building it doesn't work like that <laughs> it doesn't work like that take the scenic route put in the effort be proactive and i guarantee you you will see the benefits the fruits of your labor um, come before you. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's great to, to really, it's a daily activity that needs to be done. Sure. Um, but being, being personal, being real, not automating things. Um, and, and you just have to put in the, the elbow grease, put in the effort <laughs> to oh, make yeah, that happen. Sure. <laughs> I like that elbow grease. Yeah. <laughs> Jamila, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your personal career? Oh, hmm. I tell myself to manage your money better so that you can do more things in the future. <laughs> you don't have to buy every pair of shoes you see. <laughs> um, I tell myself, <laughs> I tell myself um, in terms of my personal brand, uh, be more, just be more proactive, be more brave. I think I tell myself too because I think in your, in your 20s, well, this I experienced, you know, a lot of us second-guess ourselves. 
Um, even if we think that we know a lot, I would say be more brave. Be more brave and pursue more opportunities, you know. Talk to people that you wanted to talk to. Don't assume that, you know, they may not want to speak to you or don't assume that, you know, it may, it may be an unpleasant experience. Be more brave. And this is to do with um, be less afraid, be more brave and go after the opportunities because believe me, there's always room for more knowledge and you never know how the things you learn kind of come, make full circle and translate into what you're doing now. Because some of the things I learned um, in my 20s, I'm seeing them coming full circle now. And they're almost like nuggets of wisdom. And I can say, well, in my 20s, I did this. But, you know, my experience taught me X, Y, and Z, you know. So I just say, especially for the women, be more brave. I love that. Be less afraid, be more brave. So much truth to that. And mm. and it sounds like you and I had similar 20-year-old experiences. <laughs> where we just, you know, there's a, definitely a lot to learn, but, you know, just not worrying so much about others and what other people think, but just really jumping yeah. in and, and doing it and going for it. Yes, for sure. Um, so we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you can do it within the sixth degree? Oh my gosh. Only one person, Laurie, only one? <laughs> well, just <laughs> pick one. <laughs> oh my God. Who would I love to connect with? That's such a good question. You know, I, I, I heard, there's a guy called Paul Carrick-Gregson, who's always, I think he was, he was somebody who worked with Oprah. I really, really love his style of content. I love the things that he advocates for. And I know he's not very far away in terms of in terms of degrees of separation, but I don't know what it is. I probably need to be more aggressive and take my own advice, be more brave to connect with him. Because <laughs> he seems so like large, you know. Um, um, and it really it really seems uh, almost like when well, he really talked to me, you know, but I guess I need to be more brave in that regard. And I and honestly, in terms of a specific person is less is less of a specific person and more of a particular particular type of person, you know. I just want to connect with more go-getters and I want to connect with people who are who 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 share philosophies like me and people who I can really help, people who I can really serve to be more brave and find their voice and just step into their own and take their position as the expert that they are. Love it. Love it. That's great. Um so are you going to step up and be more brave and and do some outreach there? Oh, my God. Yes, Laurie. You put me on blast. So, <laughs> now I have to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And then you're going to report back. Let us know how that conversation goes, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, Jamila, what I'm going to do is give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you would like to ask me? Oh, um, I can ask you what inspired you to start this podcast. I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I said, what inspired you to start this podcast? What inspired me to start my podcast? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, a very good um, friend and mentor of mine, Stephen Westner, he's got a podcast called Onward Nation. And many moons ago, he invited me to be a guest on his show. Uh, I was absolutely terrified. I was not brave at all. <laughs> and he just kept saying, do it, do it, do it. Um, come on, Lori. And I finally did it. 
And afterwards I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so fun. <laughs> so um, it was about a year after the fact that I, I actually was on his show that I made the decision to have my own show. Um, I needed a platform for my own thought leadership and to connect. And, you know, I tried blogging video and, and at the end of the day, I just found podcasting was the medium that worked best for me. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> awesome. That's great. And, and okay, so my next question would be, tell me a little bit about um, your B2B marketing effort. How, how are you in that space? And how has networking worked for you in your B2B marketing um, outreach? Sure. So obviously with, with COVID, it's been definitely a different approach to take, but um what I've been doing is investing a lot of time in the uh, digital spaces. So social media channels and creating content um, and sharing that content with my network and really focusing on creating value add information. So we've got webinars, we've got videos, blogs, emails, and you know, this podcast to really just um, attract the right type of audience and then start the conversation and really figure out, you know, if, if it's a mutually beneficial relationship and that the potential, you know, B2B entity that's looking for some marketing support is a good fit for us and we are a good fit for them. Okay, good. Now, well, you just taught me a few things because I could take some of that knowledge and see if I could apply it to the B2B space <laughs> and have some of these CEOs right here in Trinidad to be able to be more uh, aggressive with their personal brand and leverage it into more opportunities for their companies. So Absolutely. that's what that's Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you got a little takeaways from that. <laughs> Do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, I'd say, as I said before, guys, just be proactive and take it one day at a time, right? Plant your seeds, allow them to, to, to bear fruit. Don't be that person who is constantly staring at the dirt, hoping that a, uh, some sort of fruit comes out. Occupy yourself. Other than that, you know, look for ways. And if you can come up with new ways to establishing relationship because after all it is about building relationships everything wouldn't start in the same way but the better you are at initiating that contact and the more times you do it the better you you become um the more you'd find that your network expands and you you'd be connected with people who are not just valuable from the point of view of who can buy from you but really good people who are just great people to know and potentially partner with, and you may even find yourself with a few new friends as well. Love so um, I'd say go for it, just keep at it, and you'll definitely see the fruits of your labor. <laughs> That's great. If anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? They can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, Jamila Bannister. Uh, I am on Clubhouse as well, guys. If you're there, look up with me on Clubhouse. <laughs> I'm about to start a new uh, weekly room that focuses on personal branding. So follow me there to get all the information. And um, you can check out my website, www.jbannisterbranding.com. Oh, and on YouTube as well. I'm in so many places. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We will include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us. You're welcome, Laurie. And guys, you have a fantastic one.
Absolutely. All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Jamila for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just visit facebook.com and search for Social Capital Podcast. If you want to check out our upcoming webinars around the topic of marketing and branding and content creation, go to keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. Uh, any questions for me, shoot me an email, Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we will see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.